thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys were recording. We have a backup. Okay. Got my Hi, cat. Girls. Got my mic. Cheers. Hi, cheers. cheers. You want to get something, Lynn? No, I then I then I have to walk upstairs and I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> I totally get that. I totally get that. I'll to like, yeah, I just my my butt is nice and warm in my chair. So how are you guys? Life is good here. How about you two? I want to say it's not a whole lot different from the last time we met. Well, we've all had a few adventures. Lynn's been all over the place and canoeing and camping and parasailing off of mountains. Oh my God. You went out west a couple of times. I didn't see the parasites. No, I'm afraid of heights. I would never do that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was out in Oregon and then we were in New York a couple of weekends ago. I saw that happy anniversary. Thanks. How come I don't see those things? You know, that was Instagram. I oh, and I don't do, I'm on it, but I've never, I think I have been on it once in seven years. I stay away from Facebook. I just, it's just like, it got so toxic. I just kind of stayed away. So like yeah. fun stuff about me, I post on Instagram and then Twitter is more like newsy stuff. And then Facebook is sort of like, oh, I suppose I should put something on there. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but That's I love funny. You're always great. It's your family, your friends all the gatherings it's because it's the only thing I do I don't tweet anymore I hate it I only did that when I worked at the legislature and I never go on Instagram I just don't think about it and even my Facebook so to your point it was it is toxic I think I unfriended 100 200 people and I hid another 500 easily just because it was so mean and like Mm -hmm. I just lost my patience for it and I'm a much happier person. Now I'm all about escape to the chateau and, you know, all of those really fun Facebook groups that are global. And I love it. Nice. That's yes. the way to do it. That's so totally the way to do it. Yeah. I gave up on Twitter. I couldn't, I just couldn't keep up. And then Facebook, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm actually, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, probably more. I see you on LinkedIn time. quite a bit. Yeah. I you were that. like the social media queen oh. on Instagram and stuff. I mean, like very kind to say that. No, How I much don't. of your energy per day goes into that for, for your business? Cause it's quite a, a bit, lot. isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it, yeah, it feels like a part-time job to be honest. I've been getting up like super early in the mornings. Cause it's the only time I have just to like have it quiet. And that's like when I do it, but it's just, it's such a time suck. It's so time consuming. And then you have to think of like, Oh, I can't forget about stories and I can't forget to tag so-and-so and so-and-so. And and I can't forget the hashtag. It's just, there's so many. And then I just sometimes have to ask like, and for what is it like actually moving the needle? I don't even know. Like this, I think it's giving five, one, five productions of a lot of visibility. Maybe I'm biased. I mean, you're in my feed. Are you getting new people looking at it? That's a measurement for you. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are. And I, I feel like, um, on like on LinkedIn, especially, cause that's really our target audience is, you know, marketing professionals. Yeah. yeah. On LinkedIn. And they notice I've had people reach out to me based on that content. So I would say probably LinkedIn is paying off most. And then, um, I know Zoom had to do that, but I just hate it. 
God forbid anybody not realize they're being recorded. <laughs> right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to I Believe Now. It's our fifth season of Three Women and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Julie Barkey. We have Lynn Kim and myself all here. Not one of us has a glass of wine with us tonight. Hello. Oh, I do. Yes. Yes. I brought oh, she's taking one for the team. Well done. Yes, okay. I know. Somebody had to, right? <laughs> I have decided to stop drinking during the work week and I've lost 10 pounds. Wow. I'm crabbier than ever, <laughs> but I think ultimately it'll be, it'll be a really good thing. It's, I'm so it, jealous. Cause I, you know, I will periodically throughout the year, give up alcohol for a month at a time. It just seems it's not hard to do. And I don't know, it's just easier for me to take it in big chunks of time. Don't lose a pound. Don't lose an ounce, nothing. Cause you don't have any to lose. Oh, I gained 40. I had the COVID <laughs> 20 added to the new hips 20. So that's a whole lot to take off. So I'm kind of like the biggest loser person who <laughs> those first few come off pretty quite quickly. So it'll be a more of a challenge, I think after this, but mm -hmm. Hey ladies, how have you all been? Know. It's been so long since we've ch chatted. Oh my gosh. It's been way too long. It's been crazy. It Lynn's been um, doing some really fun things. Tell us a little bit about your thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, where do I begin? Well, we, so the last time we chatted was like six months ago, nine months ago. I'm losing No, track. it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Six months ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, so I, yeah, we've been, but this whole summer back to back to back to back to back like lake trip, camping trip, lake trip, camping trip, which was awesome and wonderful. And I should not complain, but it's like trying to cram 12 months of fun into 12 weeks, because that's all we have in Minnesota is like the 12 week window. And so we did a ton. We went camping a lot up in the boundary waters and up the North shore. And it was a blast, but man, I was exhausted by the end of it. And I was really happy. <laughs> and running a business with your husband. Yes. So I am officially, yes, I'm full-time now working with Ian on our video production business, 515 Productions, um, which was a long time coming with, this is something that we've talked about and dreamed about for 15 years, um, ever since he started the business in 2006. And the stars kind of lined up this past year for me to join him full-time. And it's been awesome. It was really, really scary at first, but, um, it's going so well. And, um, just, it was, it was one of those really pivotal moments in life where I just decided like, I, if I'm going to do it now, I need to do it or no regrets. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's been a good exercise for me and like learning to just kind of give things up to the universe and have faith that things are going to work out and somehow they always end up working out. So yeah, it's been a blast. And we're working on a um, documentary about Lake Superior, speaking of Lake Superior, and plug to all of our listeners and, of course, to you ladies. Um, we are doing a um, film premiere, President's Day weekend, so February 19th, up in Duluth, because who doesn't want to go to Duluth in balmy February, right, guys? Um and it's going to be a pr premiere of this movie and a fundraiser for the Large Lakes Observatory, which is um, an arm of the University of Minnesota Duluth. They are in charge of researching Lake Superior and protecting it and trying to keep it clean and healthy. Um, so that's been a blast to get to work with these researchers and scientists and get to learn about 
this lake that I love. So oh, that's fabulous. I am so jealous. So it, jealous. Yeah. It was, Ian got to get on this research vessel with these grad students that were measuring things and looking in through the microscope at these, I don't know what they were, um, but super fun. And it's uh, we're, yeah, we're very pumped that um, it's all, it's all coming together. And a really How long great is this film to going to be? Is this like a feature length film or feature length? Yeah. Holy so it'll be uh, 60 to 90 minutes ish. Um, we put together a short form version for a content festival up in Duluth back in September called mm-hmm. catalyst. And it was um, an official selection there, which was really, really cool. And then this will be kind of phase two building off of that. So yeah. It's been a great passion project. Boy, uh, I feel like a slut. Don't get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> then we're down to two women and a bottle of wine. Sorry, no, no, girl. <laughs> you guys are both going to be there. I hope you can make it. And I hope everybody can make it. It'll be open to the public. It'll be the North Shore Theater. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's been one of those things though. And I think actually this is, it's funny because this sort of was born of COVID, you know, one of those where you just needed a passion project, at least I did, you needed like a passion project, something positive to focus on and just dump your creativity into something that wasn't negative. And this was one of those things that that was born out of a really crummy time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed a positive creative outlet. And this was one of them. So I think the timing is great too. The whole world is focused on climate change right now and, and how, you know, how our environment is doing. So perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. And Julie, you've been speaking of in the thick of things like you're working on COVID, you're working on on addiction things with the state of Minnesota, which and you've been doing this for well over a year now. And I don't know how you've been handling all that. Yeah. You know, it's um, let's just say it's a challenge, but I love luckily I have a 10 year old who can make me laugh almost every night. Seriously. So So that's decent balance. Right. And, um, I don't know, I think we just all get in our like auto automatic mode where you just do it. And yeah, but to your point, Kim, it's been 20 months of, (sighs) for the first six, it was all COVID all the time. And then I went back to overdose prevention, which is as if anybody's following it, you know, there are more people dying of overdoses than ever before. And most of those are accidental, we believe. And so now I'm back on the COVID response halftime and the overdose response, the other half for the Minnesota wow. Department of Health, only for a few more weeks. So by the time this is actually out right around Thanksgiving, I will be back on overdose prevention full time. It's just there's so much going on with that, yeah. that it needs the due diligence of our team of communicators so that, you know, hopefully we can start really making an impact. And I think it will be one of the, hopefully one of the topics of this particular season. So yeah. we can dive a little deeper into it because I think at this point, many people know somebody who's either died or perhaps survived an overdose. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of people. Well, and it's just such important work. I mean, this is, you know, my head is off to you, Julie, for, you know, it's, it's heavy and but people need this information and you're providing it to them. Well, and I say the same thing to both of you. I think we're all doing important work. We're all doing it just slightly differently and in different wheelhouses perhaps, but that's a little heavy yes. and I wouldn't mind moving on to, you know, um, total wine, helping somebody <laughs> pick out their elderflower liqueur, but that'll happen another time. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, uh, 
I don't know, kind of the weenie of the group here. So I work, no, for, I work for a company called Digital River and, and we're the people who do payments, taxes and all this other stuff in e-commerce. And I was telling you guys before we started recording, you know, we've been talking a lot about supply chain issues, which had I mentioned this a year ago, I'm sure your eyes would roll in the back of your head. Ugh. But it is really fascinating about how the world is connected. And you're wondering, I don't know what your experience is like, but when I've walked into big box stores, um, you know, the ones here in the Twin Cities, and I can't find my cat litter on the shelf. I yeah. can't find um, whatever I, brands, which, you know, first world problems, maybe my brand isn't there, but I can find something that's close enough, you know, so it's not crisis mode for sure, but it's a little bit startling in this land of way too much usually to begin with. And then yeah. for businesses, it's, it's catastrophic. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. they can't sell what they would like to sell and people are demanding. And the interesting thing is, is we don't see this working itself out for a while. I mean, if, if you think this is like a few weeks and all is going to be great after the holiday, no, there's, there's some deep seated things to work out, which will get worked out. But it's just kind of interesting to to see that side of things that you never think about before. Yeah. And don't you think, though, it makes people appreciate things a little bit more? I think we're we're such a society of on-demand everything all the time. And we want something. We want it yesterday. And I think this is teaching us all like, hey, you know what? You're going to have to wait a little bit or, or even, you know, looking at staffing shortages in businesses at restaurants and hotels. And you know what, you're going to have to wait a couple, five extra minutes to get your, you know, mm -hmm. your server to come help you because they're short staffed. And I think we're all having to continue to adjust and cut each other some slack and give each other some grace. Amen. I hope people remember that. I, I think, yeah, I hope so too. I think after the frustrations of the last 20 months, hopefully it doesn't just compound it. But to your point, I've already taken heed and I'm done Christmas shopping. Like we're oh, recording this no. on election day. Done. Don't say uh, that. I'm impressed. I always, okay. Yes. I'm, in, I'm impressed, but I'm jealous because I always, ha I have a reminder on my calendar, like October 1st to start thinking about Christmas shopping. And now here we are <laughs> a month later and I have not even thought about it. So I am behind already. I'm just that girl. I'm normally that person anyway, but this year with um, the, you know, Santa might have a hard time getting some of these things as well, because it's, mm -hmm. he only has so much room on his sleigh and we're right. still a Santa home. So I can't, you gotta be a little prepared. That's like, mm -hmm. that's you are thing. a good mama, man. Yes, you I'm are. impressed. They better remember this when they're both adults. <laughs> no, when they're they picking out my nursing home, we are going to have this conversation. They're not going to remember it, but you know what? If they listen, they will have this podcast and they will right. learn. That's right. I and think. Oh, you guys have both done some fun traveling too. Like, so we talked about work, but I want to hear about you guys. You had some have had some fun travels recently. Yeah, I've, I've done nothing like what Julie has done, um, but no, just trips out to out West to see my mom in Oregon, which has been great. And getting to see the Pacific Ocean is always like uh, a balm for me. I love yeah. that's 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 my happy place. We've talked about this before when you feel like this, whatever is the place that feeds your soul and it's different for everyone. Um, that's my place. Uh, but my husband and I went to New York recently to mark our 30th anniversary. And Happy it was anniversary. Yeah. It was fun because the city has come back. 
Um, Certainly wasn't deserted by any means, nowhere near as crowded as I've seen it in the past. Um, People were good about masking indoors. Um, People were, there was COVID testing everywhere. So to get into places, you had to prove, you know, show vaccination for restaurants and things like that. So that was, that was a bit different. Um, It's just, I love New York, you know, the weather was great, did all the the things that tourists do. And the most fun thing that we did was one morning, was it Sunday? We, Saturday, we just happened to uh, wander into a neighborhood um, that was right off the theater district and they were having a neighborhood garage sale. So all these people were out in the street and with old playbills and stuff from their theater days. It was just fun to see something that wasn't touristy. Yeah. You know, yeah some real life, which was great. So I highly recommend, uh, and I realize not everybody feels comfortable traveling and I get that. Um, and you need to wear your mask. Sorry. Don't fight with the the flight attendants. They didn't make the rule and they're protecting you. Um, but I felt comfortable and I just feel like it's, it's good for your, your mind and your soul to get out. Mm but it was not a trip like Ms. Julie Bartke took. Oh my goodness. This, this girl. Oh, badly needed. It was the, it was the balance, the yin to the work yang. So yeah, I went to Iceland in August and initially the trip was going to be almost two weeks and it was going to be a few days in Iceland and then visiting a friend in England. Well, up until right before we went, England was still requiring a 10 day uh, quarantine mm-hmm. For anybody vaccinated or not and so we didn't want to do that just that would have taken the whole vacation so we shortened the trip eight days stayed in iceland my friend and i rented a vehicle and we did an amazing blend of touristy things and not touristy things and hanging out with the locals and eating where the locals ate. oh cool my bucket list was almost complete when we did a helicopter tour on our second day over an active volcano. Oh, wow. And on that particular day, the volcano was really active. No way. The wow. pilot kept telling us how lucky we all were. It was carving oh. those brand new paths. And, you know, some people were kind of like, oh my goodness, what if, what if it explodes underneath us? What a great dying story. Instead <laughs> of saying it died of COVID or, or cancer, I died over an active volcano. <laughs> she went like, up in flames. Oh, man. <laughs> Julie, always thinking about your obit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did That'll not see that story. picture. Did you take, I assume you took pictures. Yes. And there's even a video. And I didn't post anything for that entire trip because I just wanted to be a part of the moment. And so I took a few pictures when we came back, I posted everything, but yes, I have a video of that helicopter tour over it's on my Facebook page. So anybody's welcome to look. It was, that was amazing. And then our last two days were totally touristy and hedonistic at this place called the blue lagoon, which is thermal water. And you just these uh, fun facial masks on and you walk up to the bar and they give you a cocktail go to lunch in your robe and then go back out and soak some more and have another cocktail it was and then we had a massage at the end of that day I mean I felt like the a wet noodle and it was uh, amazing and it took months before I'd say probably until about two weeks ago, the Zen finally started kind of chipping uh, away a little bit. It was amazing. That's a wonderful investment. Yes, it was. And in, well, in, honestly, if there's a really a positive side to COVID, flying and traveling is so inexpensive right now. 
that trip would never have been in my price range. And now it is. And to that point, I have another really fun one coming up because <gasps> there was a particular night this summer when I had a few cocktails. I'm sitting outside with my laptop and my favorite nonprofit is having <laughs> and the credit card handy. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, my favorite nonprofit in Stillwater was having its silent auction gala on online. So we won the trip to Hawaii. We're going to Maui after Christmas. Oh, Yay. that's yeah, amazing. Five nights. My boys and I have never done a trip, just the three of us, that didn't involve me getting my son out to Montana to see his mm-hmm. dad. We just don't. And, and something like this is, again, rarely in our in our financial range. So we just booked the flights oh, at a resort. Yep. A oh, VRBO right on the beach. Oh. I'm so excited. You're going to have so much fun and just the, the light and heat and waves oh. and everything is going to be fabulous for you and your boys. Yeah. And they're, you know, 10 and 20 now. So those are really good ages. They don't fight like they used to. They, it'll be good. Cause honestly, if it would have been three or four years ago, I would have been like, ah, I need, I would have needed a suite and we have like a little room. So that would have not have been fun. This will be fun. <laughs> Although when I'm great the flights coming home, I did tell the lady on the phone, we had to book through actual Delta. I had to call and she's getting our seats for us. And I'm just like, you know, on the way home, because it's a long flight. I'm like, I will have spent six days with my boys. I don't need to sit with them. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so she like she really did split us up a little bit. I'm like, thank you. Nice. nice. Yes. So, so are you so is everybody still working? Well, Lynn, you're out and about shooting videos and things like that. Are you working from home primarily, Julie? Uh-huh. Yep. And in fact, we will into perpetuity. The Department of Health has decided that telecommuting is working really well. And so they gave us the option once COVID isn't an issue to decide how often we wanted to come back in. And for me, it'll be one day a week. And I'm really, really excited about that. It works. My work-life balance is amazing. We're kind of in the same situation. And I know that there, I know that people just really itching to get back in the office and the, the excitement of downtown or wherever you work, but Man, I don't know. I've had enough decades of going somewhere yes. to work. I am so loving this. Oh, I, I love it too. Don't care if I ever go back into an office at all. That's how I feel too. I just feel um I don't know, it just makes things so much less complicated. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like you don't you have to worry so much about what you look like every day and picking out an outfit and the driving and it just simplifies things a lot. Um, at least for me, I just, it's, and I feel like I have more time to breathe a little bit during my day rather than just running from point A to point B to point C back to point A. Mm I it's been, I've loved the, I've loved the change. I think one of the greatest stresses for me up until this point was always trying to get home in time to get my kids where they needed to go, Mm -hmm. whatever sport or Mm -hmm. activity it was. And that's not an issue. And then trying to figure out dinner. And I love that during lunch, prepping for dinner. That is the biggest thing. The whole dinner thing, planning dinner and making when I don't even know. I mean, not that I may, if when Ian listens to this, he's going to laugh out loud because he does the vast majority of cooking. I maybe make dinner three times a month. But when I do, I like to have the time (laughs) to relax and do it and not feel like I have to rush and now we know why Ian's making most of the meals. <laughs> what was that, Kelly? Now we know why Ian's making most of the meals. Yeah. 
need your time. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. Yeah. I, I, the I, logistics, you know, even today, just getting out to vote because I didn't early, I did not go early voting. Um, ours was the school board election. So I figured it would, you know, people be in and out quickly. Um, but just, just like, oh, you know, I've got 20 minutes now. I can run over to the school, cast my ballot and come back. And before it would have been, oh, logistically, how can I do this? And I've got to be gone from work at least an hour to get this done. And it was not hard at all. So I am loving it. Me too. That's maybe that's why we can all handle work and the workloads and the crises that seem to arise because I mean, I sit here with my classical NPR and I light uh, some candles and uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a really, it's a great way to spend. And I look like this. Yeah. Not normally, yeah. But. Uh, elastic waistband. Hello. I feel like that alone has alleviated a lot of stress in my life. Just being able to breathe. Not that created to. stress in my life. I gained so much weight. I tried to put real pants <laughs> it on. It is a bit shocking <laughs> when you put on your jeans, right? It's like, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, whoops. I guess these don't fit anymore. <laughs> that one's from right after my pregnancy. I'm like, I can fit in those again. What is what? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little come to Jesus for me. <laughs> <laughs> and the hips are working fine. You're feeling good? Yeah, the hips are pretty good. Um it's my back, you know, it's always something, which I think is why I have this really just this overwhelming desire to get in a lot of traveling now, because I don't know if my body is going to hold up for another 10 or 20 years. And so Hmm. I have a lot of places I want to go see my back is really bad. I don't want to have surgery. So I'm just doing what I need to do, which includes losing weight and trying to strengthen my core and just moving more. It felt, in fact, when we were in Iceland, I fell really hard. I can't hike a long distance, but we were climbing rocks and jumping over waterfalls and, and I fell really hard on my tailbone. I haven't felt that great in years. I think it pushed everything back in where it needed to be. It was awesome. I'm like, Ooh. I'm doing this. So we're going to climb another mountain in Hawaii. I'm like, okay, by about that time, I'll need to do this fall again, kids. So be ready. Well, you're both doing something that a lot of people are talking about. So the idea is the great resignation is the, is the media term, of course, that they have coined, but I think it's just reevaluating your life and your job and what you want out of things, even, even holiday shopping, you know, are we going to spend as much as we did before? I don't know. You know, I personally, it's like, I don't want anyone to hear this in the house, but I don't need anything, you know, oh, they're welcome to get me things, but I don't need anything. Um, and so just, just reevaluating yes. life. And I, I yes. think of it differently. I think I, you know, four years ago or three years ago, and, you know, as recently as probably two years ago, I was thinking, this is kind of how things are going to go. And I'm going to keep charging hard and everything. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, yeah, I could keep doing this or I could do something else. Um, and that would be fine too. And let me just work on finding what feeds my bliss. Cause to your point, Julie, we don't know what lies ahead, right? We've just been through this ringer of losing control of everything. Yes. Yeah. Which isn't a bad I, thing to feel. No, I agree. I think, um, you know, it's, it's, I think we've all learned the definition of the serenity prayer, right? Like mm. learning to, you know, accept the things that you can't control to change the things that you can and learn, you know, the wisdom to know the difference and just figuring out, okay, I can't control this, but I'm going to, you know, this over here, I can't. So that's something that I've really been grappling with this past year is, 
okay, this part of my life might not be going so great, but I'm going to use the negative energy that it's creating and try to turn it into something positive and focus on things that bring me joy. And it's crazy how life-changing that can be when you just, just a little, just those little things that bring you joy. It, it sounds I, I'm not, you know, coming from news, just like you two, I'm a skeptic. I'm a, you know, I'm kind of a bitter woman that doesn't really believe in a lot of this. Oh, you are so hardcore, Lynn. <laughs> just the worst. But you know, but I, I just don't, you know, I don't buy a lot of this stuff, but it's, yeah. but it's true. Like just taking time to, to get to know yourself and what makes you tick and what brings you joy and what makes you feel good and what doesn't. And, um, I just think it's been, yeah. And, and weeding out, in fact, speaking of, yeah, we were Marie condoing our entire house right now. Ian just got a big dumpster. It's in our, in our driveway and we're just purging all of the crap that we don't need that takes up space that gets in our way. We're just goes in the dumpster and um i've been to your house i want to check that dumpster out before you get rid of it because you have some cute <laughs> stuff and i could do some cool new things. You know, we <laughs> our garage has is has been oozing with junk for years and we're finally just getting rid of it and it feels good to just kind of cleanse and start fresh and have a clean slate well, I, for years, have had my, it changes the number of suitcases, but let's say three suitcases. And one would be clothes and shoes. One would be the electronic gear that we have in our lives. And I wouldn't go without. And then the other would be, you know, memories, stuff like that. And to just lighten your load. So that's, that's all you have. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. all I need. And yep. I could close the door on everything else and never look back ever except for those, you know, few things you need. I think it's freeing the it's less so you liberating. have, the yes. more, yes, the more free you are. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. I'm just waiting. I love Xavier, but I've got eight more years and then I can just sell my house if I choose and ticket my RV and just go be campground host. It is freeing. It's nice when we know we have options, but the nice thing about well, this residual effect of COVID or maybe it's not even a COVID thing. I don't know, but I see with my son and a lot of his friends, they're dropping out of college. They don't want to spend all that money because they don't really know what they want to do. They're working enough to pay their bills. They're happy. And if they're not happy, they're still okay because they know that they're not sinking into a hundred grand in, in college <laughs> debt for something they don't really want to do per se. Julie, I think you just hit the nail on the head, the the happiness part of it. I think we've all learned the value of being happy. You know, like I think so much of our energy and time has been focused on your job title and your salary and climbing the corporate ladder and how many cars do you have in the driveway and how big is your house and all of this excess crap that doesn't make anybody happy. And we've, I think, we've been able to help. I just figure out like, Oh, actually just what makes me feel good. Feel being happy. That's success. That's it. What more could we possibly want than just to be happy and what, you know, I, how, whatever that looks like to you. Um, I can tell you what it looks like to me. It looks like season five of three women on a bottle <laughs> line. It took us a long time to like rally together to try to get this next season going. But now that we're actually making it a thing, I'm really excited about it. It just for a while, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe it could go away for a while. I'm all right with that. But now I'm really glad. 
I know I miss you guys. I miss you guys. And we have a good list of guests that we're rounding up for the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wonderful topics to talk about, wide ranging topics, which excites me. Um, And, you know, Lynn, you mentioned having that that passion thing. So I don't have a lake documentary I'm working on, but (laughs) this has always been a passion of mine. So I appreciate you ladies. And I'm looking forward to a great season ahead. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things like I think Julie or no, Kim, maybe you said it about the momentum or what is that you see, you had a great phrase that I can't remember now what it was, but just about basically just getting started. And once mm-hmm. we can just get it, you know, get the train rolling down the tracks again, I'm, you know, we're going to, yeah, meet. Some Inertia great- is overwhelming. Right. But yeah, once you get started, you, yes. you realize the ride's pretty good. Right. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm so grateful for you too. So much like I, I was looking back. I mean, we started this podcast in 2019 and here we are, how many of years later going, you know, we're still doing it. And who would have thought like, you know, we had this idea sitting at a brewery over in St. Paul one night, you know, <laughs> the first time we met, we're like, Hey, let's start a podcast. And, and so we did. And now here we are years later, seasons later, still doing it. So I think, um, I think that's really special. That's a good world problems would be solved if more people sat in breweries and, <laughs> and just talk to each other. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good note to end it on. So we're excited about the new season ahead and we will be working on that over the weeks ahead as well. And I just want to say thank you ladies for all the great seasons we've had before and the next one to come. Yes. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Blowing kisses. The best is yet to come ladies. Yes. I have a feeling. Cheers. 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 My air, my air drink. Shameless promotion for LaCroix. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. They might be our next corporate sponsors. Hey, there you go. Cheers, ladies. See y'all soon. Oh, that was great. Okay, we're going to stop recording.